0: Welcome, my friend, to another episode. Hey, before we get started, I want you to picture this. Your best caregiver self. What would it look like? Imagine living your caregiver journey with vitality and joy. It might seem like a distant dream right now, but you know what? It is entirely within your reach. When you craft a personalized path focused on quality care, And your well-being, the impossible becomes possible. That's what the Empowerful Caregiver School is all about. You'll receive daily video lessons, a robust journaling workbook packed with practical strategies and reflective questions guiding you towards growth and empowerment as a caregiver. Plus, you'll be part of a supportive community in our private Facebook group and join us for biweekly group coaching sessions. Let's rewrite your caregiver story together. Join Empowerful Caregiver School today and start thriving. Click on the link in the show notes or go right out to my website at KathyLvan.com forward slash Empowerful to learn. Okay, let's jump into to today's lesson. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver Cup podcast. It's episode number 29 and I am so glad you joined me today. I am sitting here, it's Saturday morning. I usually do most of my recordings on Saturday. I'm sitting with um, my window open a little bit on this spring, cloudy day. You may hear a bird chirp. I have my window open just a little bit. I just finished my favorite cup of coffee. I love my coffee black. In a floral cup. I hope you join me on the podcast by listening. Maybe you grabbed your favorite beverage, or you're sitting in that imaginary chair across from me at my desk, or maybe you're enjoying a nice walk or a ride, but whatever you're doing today, I hope you enjoy the episode. Today's episode is all about how to relieve or reduce stress and anxiety. Oh boy, as has it been a week for me. And as a matter of fact, I had this big scripted podcast planned. And you know what? I thought I'm not even going to go ahead and follow a script today. And that's really unlike me at all. I'll refer back to notes on occasions, but I think it's better for you to just hear the, the raw Kathy today, the, the real Kathy today. And so I know you are just like me, and there's moments of stress and anxiety that happen in your caregiver space. It can't be helped. It can't be prevented. I always say there's no way to re, uh, to to stop it. We have to find ways to release and reduce it. And let me give you a couple examples. I, I think there's three examples that happened to me this week, and I know you can relate to them. My mom had a bronchoscope or a bronchoscopy. I don't know what the formal word is, but she had that done on Tuesday, and it was a really early morning procedure. We had to be there at five thirty a.m. and After the procedure was done, I brought mom up, got her in her jammies, got her tucked into her bed because she had anesthesia that day and she had a really, really rough, rough time with the prep work and the post work. And so I got her in there. I was, I have had her car underneath the underground garage. So I walked down the three flights of stairs, went and sat in her car in the parking garage and totally lost it sobbed like a baby blubbering cry, blubbering cry. And I think I felt like I just had to release it. There was so much that happened that day. First of all, we were up so early. I think it was, I got up at 4 a.m. because I had to pick her up for five. And then there was a few things that happened that really kind of tipped me a little bit. First of all, you have to be that advocate and you have to be there advocating for your loved one and so talking to the anesthesiologist, explaining her history, showing how she handled her, her last biopsy. Um, you know, talking to the the doctors and the nurses, and then watching my mom have three IVs put in, and two of them didn't work. A poor lady. They get the IV in her vein, and then they start putting the liquid in or the fluid or saline in saline, I think, whatever it is. But they put that in, and her vein blows up. And she's got these big bulging bruises and the poor lady is just in pain. So I think when you see her loved one and you have to be on the top of your game the whole time and COVID doesn't allow you to have an extra person with you, and we'll talk about that in just a minute too, I think I just needed to release and I just cried like a baby. And so that was one of them. The second one was... I'm looking at my, I wasn't supposed to look at my notes, Kathy. <laughs> the second was, one was, and then on Thursday, um, my mom was having her radiation simulation and her mold made and her markers put in. And those are like little pin tattoos that they put on. So we were there, but from Tuesday to Thursday, she wasn't feeling well originally but from Tuesday to Thursday her coughing got extremely worse she was extreme fatigue she had so she had no energy she hasn't been eating and we bring her in for her radiology I see her nurse navigator there I explain that to her she talks to the doctors couldn't get anywhere they said all of her lab work looks good her x-rays look good there's you know, we don't see any infection or anything wrong. And I'm home on Thursday night going, I know something is wrong. I just know it. So I'm researching, I'm looking at all of her, her past history on the app and my worry and anxiety was so high. I actually then went and sent messages to her pulmonologist. I actually left uh, voicemail messages with, with her PCP and said, we need to figure this out. And then after that, okay, I'm telling you t- TMI information, I had digestive issues for about three hours because I think I just worked myself up with that. So Friday comes around and my mom no longer can drive and we finally got a call back and my mom's being put on antibiotics and some steroids and stuff like that for five days to maybe it is a bacterial infection and some of her pathology samples showed it. But for some reason, the doctors didn't think that a mixed gram positive flora I didn't know what that was either, and meant anything. And so, to make a long story short, I kind of won that trying to get that through. But I started feeling, yesterday afternoon, I started feeling so much resentment, so much anger, so much frustration, I was just ready to throw things. And I think it's just, finally, I'm kind of coming down off of it. And COVID is just ticking me off because if I have to, and I know it's necessary, first of all, I am not a negative Nelly or, uh, you know, one of these extremists or anything like that, but I understand it. But if one more person has to ask me, are you sure you have to go in with your mom? You know, we really don't allow anybody in. And, there's so many factors that I need to be there for, you know, she just, she, she doesn't understand a lot. She doesn't understand, you know, the paperwork and the questions and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I have to be in there by myself and in the past through my dad's situations. And if, if my husband had any surgery, one of my kids would be there, that extra support for myself is helpful too. And so, and having to carry the weight of uh, relaying information to my brother and video conferencing him in, and I've done all of those good things to help. Um, and And I was just mad because my brother couldn't help, but he... His skill set's not in the the appointments piece. His skill sets are outside of that, but I was just mad at him. I was mad at the whole world, and I was just angry. And I know you can relate. I know you've been there. We've all been there, and the stress, the anxiety, the overwhelm, and all those emotions just set in at different times. You can be the most prepared person, the most prepared caregiver, the most confident, the the fully ready, the fully trained, but it doesn't stop the stress and the anxiety. It's just going to happen. Um, and, it, and I know you can relate to it. I'm looking back at some of my old notes, and you're going to catch me on it. I told you I wasn't going to look back at my, my old notes. But I put in one of my notes, light bulb moment, reality is there are tons and tons of variables that play into our stressors and our anxiety, especially when you think of yourself and you think of your situation, because every atmosphere is different that you're walking into. No matter if you're going into the same place over and over again, or you're at home in the same environment, the atmosphere will change. The players and the doctors and the people that you are working with are going to change. Your loved one's illness is going to change or their injury may change. What about their mood and their challenges that they're facing? And then your mood's going to change. You're not going to be able to be at the best of your game every single day of every single minute. You're human. so And I have to realize that too. And then outside distractions. One of the things that happened this week too is my husband had um, a COVID outbreak at his work. At his workplace. And so during the Tuesday, um, surgery, a surgical procedure my mom had, my husband is messaging me and telling me how many people tested positive. He, by the way, he got tested and he was negative. Um, and all of those things. And it was like another distraction away from what I was doing. And it just bottled up. And so, and then the frustrations of, I know we all experience this on occasion of not being able to get the doctors or the nurses or the medical professionals to understand what you're saying about your loved one. And it took me three calls, I think two um, emails um, to go ahead and get the doctors to really get what my mom was experiencing. I finally found Bree, the nurse, to say, I was talking to her, and she said, I said, can you call my mom up, and she won't be able to stop coughing, and she probably loses her voice, but I want you to hear her cough. And immediately that worked, but it took like trial and error to get to where I needed to go. So I, I want to share another thing with you. I watched—I think it was last night—I watched a YouTube video from the Arizona Trauma Institute. It's a really short one. I'll put it in the um, the the show notes here. But it's Dr. Roderick Logan, and he was—he actually was um, demonstrating um, with a water bottle the need for resilience to overcome stress and compassion f- fatigue, and he was talking to a workplace and a per- and personal life, but I think we can relate it to caregiving. So he brings up this plastic water bottle that you would buy at the store, the clear plastic water bottle, and he holds up the water bottle, showing everybody that it's full. He takes off the cover, and he he um, demonstrates stress, like somebody that's stressed. He shakes the water bottle. He kind of shakes it back and forth, and what happens? The water overflows and and drops on the floor. And he asked the, the crowd or the audience, what's happening? And they said, you're shaking, and the water's falling on the floor. And he said, right, but what is really happening? And another person said, your arm is shaking, and that's what's causing it. Um, another person said, If you put the cover on, the water wouldn't go on the floor, and so he went through this whole demonstration, and then he took half of the the water out and he shook the water bottle again, and nothing happened. No, no water fell on the floor, but the the really the moral of the story was, what's happening is really that the stress and anxiety happens. But you should be paying attention to the water dropping on the floor, which is a simulation of you. When you're when you're in a, an anxiety state, you're going to shake. You're going to have emotions. You're going to have uncontrollable things that happen to you. But pay attention to what the external forces are—the water on the floor—and I thought that was a kind of a good analogy of of what happens when we have stress or anxiety or um, overwhelm happening, that may be us crying. That may be us um, having an argument over somebody or um, anger lashing out because of the fact that we have that, that shaking or our water bottle has too much water in it. So we may have to take and reduce some of the water in the bottle and allow ourselves to shake, and then the water won't fall on the floor as well. And so just a good analogy to kind of think through. And I'll let you watch the 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 entire YouTube and you you may even get a different scenario out of it than I will. So let's go back to now ways, ways that we can relieve or reduce some of the the stress and anxiety. Because again, the in the caregiving world we're in, there's no way we can. We may have good weeks. We may have bad weeks. We may have good days. We may have bad days. We may have challenges. So we never know, at least in my opinion, we never know what that uh, strength or anxiety will be. going to drink my cup of coffee here a minute. Okay. So one of the things that I did before last week was I planned out my week and tried to anticipate what potentially could happen. And I truly believe that my stress and anxiety would have been higher if I didn't do this. But think about things like if you're looking ahead and if you have control over that, because sometimes we don't, but if you have control over it and you know that, oh, my, my spouse or my mom or my... My partner or my friend or whoever your loved one you're taking care of is has appointments next week that are going to be intense or you know that, um, they're having surgery and then you now know the next two weeks are going to be intense for you. Maybe there's things that you can do with your schedule, with your, your routine, with your, your, even your work in your job. What can you do? And then is there things that you can Add in to help you with your self care. Um, you know, like that last this past week, meal planning was big for me. Um, preparing all of my contents of my green smoothie shake was important to me. Packing my grab and go bag, you know, all of those things. What can you do? Um, I actually cleared my calendar on Tuesday afternoon for a nap, and I actually walked the dogs came back and took a nice long nap and that helped me a lot too. So what can you do? There's other things that I planned for as well from a logistic and a, a caregiver advocate perspective. I had pictures of what my mom's baseline stats were. I, had my questions written down. I had a card with my brother's phone number on it so I could hand it to the nurse navigator. So I tried to do as much as I possibly could for that. So I want you to if you know that it's going to happen, what can you do? Maybe you take a day off of work or maybe you 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 do things ahead of time or you let things go. But what happens when it's just in time and you have to work through the anxiety and stress that happens? And what I did is I pulled, and so I'm pulling away from the microphone a little bit so you might hear it. I went to WebMD and I asked, I Googled it actually, how do you stop feeling anxious right now? Now, some of these apply to caregiving and some of these don't, but I'll put the link in the show notes as well so you can look at this. But it goes through and describes what anxiety is. I am not a health professional, so it's going to talk about panic attacks and anxiety and being able to identify it. But I like this one example and or one the first way I mean. And it says stay in your zone winning the when you're in an anxiety just in the moment thing, stay in your zone is a and it says anxiety is a future orientated state of mind. So instead of worrying about what's going to happen, reel yourself back to the present. And then it gives you more tips to do that. Um, I know for a fact that I know I've practiced this when I was in an anxiety state. I took and breathed in really deep and breathed out. And then I looked around and looked at three things. Picture on the wall. I'm looking in my office. My calendar. My my can of, of markers. And it gets you just to kind of and say those out loud, and you look around and you state something. They also, another step they say is relabel what's happening, if, especially if you're in a panic attack, because it feels like you're having a heart attack. I'm having a panic attack, but it's harmless, it's temporary, and there's nothing I need to do. That's what they recommend you saying or finding something that you can do to go ahead and take in a deep breath and saying, I'm going to be okay. It's just a panic attack. And I've been in a few of those. Um, also, they talk about number three fact check your thoughts and rethink what you're thinking. Uh, get yourself into a pattern of rethinking your fears, which helps train your brain to come up with a rational way to deal with your anxiety we talked about number four already breathe in and breathe out. We talked about number five and it's follow the three, three, three rule, which is look around and name three things, then name three sounds. Um, so that's really good. I'm wondering what the three is. Let me read this again. Look around you, name three things you see, then name three things you hear, and your brain um, goes from 100 miles per hour. Um, This mental trip trick can help center your mind, bringing you back to the present. Oh, I have to do that because the sound thing would be really good for me too. Number six says just do something. Stand up, take a walk, throw away a piece of trash from your desk, anything. I found myself doing that in my mom's room when they were putting in the IV. Um, so I would go ahead and you know hold her hand and then I would walk to the end of her bed then I would look up just trying to do something because I couldn't do anything but if I went ahead and just focused in on what they were doing it made me feel worse also stand up straight and I think that helps too I actually when I'm really really nervous I do like a superwoman pose um but instead of like reaching for the sugar or or reaching for you know an energy drink just stand up and kind of get yourself um in a in a in a strong pose another one is ask for a second opinion or number 10 is watch a funny video for me that's fun too or listen to some sort of music that pumps me up so those are the anxiety Okay, let's switch gears now and talk about 10 tips to manage stress. And I'll put this one in the uh, show notes as well. And it's from WebMD again, because I like a reputable source that has facts and documentation behind it. These would be things that you could do um, to prepare or long-term as well. So these are not just in time. Um, These may be things that you can, and you're going to see some um, similarities with the last document, but these days it's hard not to get overwhelmed, and especially in our caregiving world. So that's one of the statements they say, but they talk about exercise and the importance of exercising. And I think that helped me on Tuesday to some degree, but I think that I could have maybe found a a way to exercise, I know at four o'clock in the morning is too early, but maybe a way to exercise before that, or maybe even during her procedure, maybe going ahead and taking a walk around the building or something may have helped me, but I'm just trying to assess it. And another one, though, is relaxation or stretching of your muscles. They talk about stressing, getting a massage, taking a hot bath or a shower, and getting a good night's sleep. So if you can prepare and knowing that that's coming forward, you can do that. They talk about breathing again and here, and they give you some more tactical things to do when you can sit and breathe. They talk about eating well and drinking well that can help your moods. They also talk about slowing down, and I noticed this in the last maybe 2 months I've been trying to practice this myself and not expecting so much of myself and slowing down a bit. Um granting myself some grace. And looking at the day to say, these are the three things that I need to get done. Anything above and beyond that is a win. But if I get three things done, that's fine. Those three things that day were my mom's bronchoscope. I actually have them written down. Um, I actually have in my journal. On Tuesday, it was my mom's surgery. It was a haircut at the end of the day. And it was to walk the dogs. Winner, winner. I did them all. And you know what? That's all I could accomplish that day. And you need to look at that as well. If you can't get through anything else that day, do your top three things. Also, taking breaks. Even if you're in the midst of caregiving, and I know that's so hard, but is there a way to go ahead and take a break? And they talk about, you know, walking or meditation, yoga, yoga, Prayer, listening to your music, spending time in nature. I actually just changed one of my bird feeders and put them outside of my window now. And so I mentally take a five minute break and just listen to the birds and look outside. Another way to manage your stress is making time in, in, a, or for a hobby. Maybe you love to read. And they say even 15 to 20 minutes will do it. Relaxing hobbies like reading, knitting, doing an art project, playing golf. Oh, that would stress me out because I can't hit the ball with golf. My my third son, he is is really into golfing. He went to school for golf course management, so he's really into it. Maybe it's watching a movie for you or a chick flick that you've seen a hundred times that you love watching it because it's just fun. Maybe it's doing a puzzle. Maybe it's playing cards or board games. You have to get creative. Don't lose fact. You need to find something that you enjoy, even if it's 15 to 20 minutes a week or maybe every other day. The the eighth one is talk about your problems. Find a confident, find a group, find a member, find somewhere. And you know, I always will say, come to the caregiver group community, Caregiver Cup community. Oh my gosh, I didn't say that right. The Caregiver Cup community on Facebook. This is a private Facebook group for working women caregivers. So if you are a woman and you're a caregiver, and you're doing something else besides just caregiving, we want you to come on board because we're trying to figure out how to, you know, we're trying to all figure this out together and support each other. But talking to somebody will help. Journaling it out will help. You know, I I did a voice text to, to myself and just vented and listened back to it and just tried to assess myself. Number nine is grace. Go easy on yourself. You are not going to do it all. You can't do it all. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We have to go ahead and grant ourselves grace. And we have to laugh at ourselves on occasion. You know, we do. I mean, some of the silly things that I say or do, I'm thinking back going, oh, the doctor must have think, thought I was insane by asking this. You know, but you know what? In, in the stress of the moment, you're going to ask those things. And then try to eliminate the triggers, things that are going to set you off, try to eliminate those. If there's a deadline that you have to meet, what can you do to reduce the stress of that deadline? If there is, um, I'm trying to think of another example, um, you have to be at an appointment for a four-hour stent or a four hour time frame what can you do you know is there a book that you can read do you what do you have in your grab and go bag are you um, are you looking at the weather forecast are you bringing your your tennis shoes or sneakers along so that you can get out for a walk for me I have to keep it s- somewhat structured so that I can eliminate the triggers are there people that are going to bring you down that you're gonna put your phone into do not disturb you know, that might be triggered. So think about what those triggers are. And, you know, if it's coming home and you have a laundry pile sitting there, is there anybody you can ask that? Hey, can you help me out and do the laundry? Or can you shove it in a closet for a couple of days? Whatever the trigger is, you want to reduce that. So I think really then to end here today is to think about what are the risks of you just, letting it be, you're stressed, you have anxiety, you're frustrated. I could just let it be and chalk it up to a bad week. But I know personally, if I don't go ahead and try to think of ways to continue to improve it, it's just going to keep going. What are those risks? You have to look at yourself and think about what those risks are. Are those risks going to be, you know, behavioral issues that you are now taking into your relationships with others? Is it going to affect your job? Are you sacrificing your health above all costs? I have tons of stories about that. My uncle Buddy was a caregiver with um, his other siblings, which one of them was my mom, and they were taking care of a very stressful situation with my grandma, and eventually my grandma passed away. My uncle buddy did not go to the doctor, and he passed away of a massive heart attack four days after my grandma died. And I truly to this day believe that he sacrificed his health and his well-being with all of the stress that he was going through and should have actually taking care of him himself. You know, hindsight's 2020, 20, but my digestive issue was a big red flag for me last week. I need to go ahead and make sure that I don't get to that point again because I am just coming off of getting through my digestive issues that I had a year ago. And so what what are those? And Again, you want to go ahead and find joy in your journey. You want to enjoy your loved one's time that maybe is left or, um, time that he, he or she is going through to recover. But you don't want to be this person that is just so sick or stress and anxiety is so bad in you that you any moment you feel like you're going to pass out or have a panic attack, that's a red flag. So you want to go ahead and take care of yourself and look at ways to to um, find the the self-love that you, you love. If you go to kathylvan.com forward slash caregiver stress, um, and if you haven't um checked out that. I think that's in my v- very intro. I'm on the document that I go. I have a healthy boundaries um small offer. It's only fourteen dollars and it identifies how to um identify and how to find and Um, Structure your healthy boundaries and what you can do to work towards finding a healthier you. I also wanted to, I was thinking at one time I wanted to call it self love boundaries, which is another analogy for you. But that's all I have for you today. I hope this has helped. I want you to do me a favor drop me a DM or a private message and let me know if this is something you relate to. Are you experiencing anxiety attacks? Or stress and emotional breakdowns like I did, um, because it is. I'm laughing at myself because it is something that happens, and I never thought it would. And and I I feel almost embarrassed sometimes that I have them, but it is just your body's reaction to caregiving and being able to take care of your loved ones, but also take care of yourself. It's your body's way of telling you, hey, Kathy, or hey, Sarah, or Susie, whatever your name is, it's time for you to reflect on what's going on. You need to reduce your stress and anxiety. You need to relieve it. You need to go ahead and not let that tea kettle I'm going to use the tea kettle analogy. I'm not let that tea kettle boil over and whistle to the point that it's so hot that you can't even pick it up when that whistle goes off. From that tea kettle, that's a red flag that you need to stop and just reflect. Maybe it's taking a deep breath, maybe it's going ahead and doing the 333 three, three thing. Now, I'm going to use that all the time. But to end today, like I always end every episode, is I call this podcast the Caregiver Cup podcast. And it's all about how are you filling your cup today? Is your cup filled with things that are going to help you be the best person that you can be, the best caregiver that you can be, or is your cup overflowing to the point where you need to stop and and reflect on ways to improve? Because you want to be that happy, healthy person and find joy in your journey. So to end today, bye for now. Have a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now.